Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness, the show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everybody. This is Eden. Hi, Kim. Hi. <laughs> um, this is Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast, and we're here again, coming from our homes, and we're on Zoom. And hopefully one day we'll get back into the studio. <laughs> one day we will. <laughs> we, do, um, we do miss the energy of, of Uncle, Uncle Studios as the most unique energy, so we do miss them. Yeah, and, and meeting our guests in person, too. Yes. And actually hugging them. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we're, I'm here to introduce, we have another guest on today, and her name is Sheena Metal, and she is a psychic medium, a spiritual counselor, and an emotional empath. She's amazing, and I can't wait for you guys to hear more from her. But Kim, what you were gonna tell Sheena something? Remember, oh, we were just we were excited because Tarbot is who introduced us to you a long time ago. That's right. Yes. And I know I have known him for 17 years. We we were in the vegan community together. I was in a group called the Vegan Vixens, and we were in him and I were actually in Vegan Toastmasters together years ago. And I've kept in awesome. touch with him all these years. Love him, but he's been quite the staple on our show. We. We, inter we interviewed him quite a while ago, and then when I was out of town, he filled in as host for four episodes. And oh, wow. He's, yeah, and he's, he's great, and he's connected us with a lot of people, so we're very grateful he connected us with you. Yeah, and I love him. He's wonderful. He's been a regular guest on my radio show. I've done his show. Um, we've talked about doing events together. I've hosted events for him. He's a wonderful man. Right, right. We agree. Yeah. We love him. Our, our audience loves him too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Sheena, I just have the first question. I want to know, like, can you explain to us what your gifts are and what do you do? How do you help people with your gifts? Sure. I, I think that, I mean, I think that most people who are light workers have all gifts. It just depends on what their strengths are. So, yeah. I mean, my strongest gift is probably that I'm an empath. I feel people. That's my biggest thing. Um, I, the, the term psychic is a kind of a generic term I use so people understand what I am. I'm also a medium and do communicate with the dead. But, but my, my main thing, I think, is that I'm an empath and I'm a spiritual counselor. And I'm also an interfaith minister. So everything kind of falls into the same thing. And I like the, the term light worker to kind of describe all of it. To me, that means I'm a person whose spirit has designated as my vocation to bring light into the world, whether I do it through entertainment and media, as I've done for many years in my life, before I came out of the psychic closet, or to do it now working as a counselor, as a minister. A minister is basically a counselor, so that's kind of almost like a redundancy to say that. And I, and I do what I can to kind of help people find their way to happiness, because I find a lot of people are blocked. And yeah. they don't know why, and they just need a little help to get back on their path. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. I love the way you just explain it simple, 
simplicity. Um, in many of your events, you often talk about your mom. What did your mom mean to you in your life? And did she also have gifts? Yeah, my mom was, uh, so when I was growing up, my mom was a teacher, well, had been a teacher, an elementary school teacher, and then became a, a teacher of special ed and then became a, a child therapist. My grandmother was a child psychologist, a very well known for her time. So I kind of came from that lineage. When I was in, I always knew my mom had a thing that we would kind of laugh like she'd say, oh, the phone's ringing, it's your uncle and your grandmother's dead. And then it was. So we would kind of laugh it off. And then when I was in college, we'd moved to California the year before I started high school. And um, when I was in college, my mom started taking classes, spiritual classes, and then sort of actually came out to me and told me she was a psychic, which wasn't surprising. So my mom had her life worked as a teacher, an educator, and a therapist as a psychic, kind of infusing her gifts. So when I realized I was an artist when I was young, I guess I figured that's what I was supposed to do too. So we both were kind of closeted psychics until, you know, I came out. My mom was the most amazing, wise, strong, yet soft, uh, tender, gentle advocate for humans and animals and children. She meant everything. I mean, she was my soulmate and my best friend. And um, I, I'm surprised I have survived her death. And the only reason I think I have is that she's been with me since about 45 minutes after she died. She stays with me and has helped to guide me. And she was the one that guided me into opening up my own practice and starting to, to work out loud in a world that she never worked out loud in. She always did it kind of covertly, like friends would come over and she'd fix all their problems. And and it was always sort of done under the guise of psychology because she didn't, she came from a time when you didn't come out. She was born in 1933 in the South, you know, you didn't just come out and say you were a psychic then. So she's yeah. really helped me since her death to move me into the next phase of my life. So I thought this was going to be the worst time in my life since her death. It's actually the best time in my life because of her. So she was the best, like everything that, she always treated me like I was her greatest work of art. My mother was a brilliant fine artist and she also always treated me like I was her Mona Lisa. So I never felt not loved, not supported, not, not understood, not heard, not listened to. Like I had a voice, wow. I could tell her anything, I could ask her anything. <laughs> and um, so my mission now as a psychic, as a minister, as an empath, as a counselor, is to try to treat everyone else and love them the way my mother loved me. Mm. hoping that it will inspire inside of them some of the things she inspired inside of me, the confidence and the love and, and the, the, uh, the, the belief in myself. All of that was because of her. I always tell people, if you like anything about me, thank her because yeah. I am who I am because of her. So I'm, I'm crying wow. now. Oh, that makes I me cry too. Oh, I, I have to say, um, it, it's rare to be able to say that about yes. your parents and yes. that it, you, that's such a gift, such a blessing. I feel you. I get it. Um, and I see it in you. And, and I, I don't know if you remember, I met you when you had sure. me at People's, um, I think in Sherman Oaks. Um, yeah. Went My good that friend event. yeah. And um, since then, I've been following you. And every time I see you speak, and not only do you talk about her, but you, you come off so empathetic like and yeah. but it's genuine it's not forced at all but yeah. and i you know my belief is that you can't give empathy unless you got it or at least you have to teach it to yourself you know yeah. it's, it's it's hard it, it comes it comes hard it um 
or comes unnatural to people who didn't get enough of it. Yes. So you are just naturally so empathetic and it just, it, it draws people in. Thank you. Yes. You're thank welcome. You. It's thank you. That's, that's the biggest compliment that you could pay me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it really is. My empathy is really the basis of all my work. And in the beginning, I was just identifying as an intuitive empath, but a lot of people didn't know what it was. So I switched to psychic just to sort of draw people in because they understand what that is. But to me, the ability to feel everybody's feelings, whether it's a person, an animal, the world, the, the, the wind, um, and then to be able to let that move through me and allow me to help other people. To me, that's, that's really my gift. And now I also teach classes for people that don't know their empaths. I teach classes for empaths to beware of narcissists and of dark energy. I teach classes for empaths to spiritually protect themselves. Um, because, you know, a lot of my practice, a lot of my clients are empaths that don't know they are, or, you know, people have told them you're crazy. You're too emotional. Why are you so upset about everything? Why can't you get over it? Why can't you watch the commercial with the one-eyed cat in a cage? Because when you're an empath, you feel everything and you can't like when I watch those commercials, I can feel what the cat in the cage is feeling and I got to turn that off. So mm -hmm. people who are yeah. like, like you said, Eden, people who are not empathetic, they don't understand what that's like. They can sit and watch that and just think, oh, it's a one-eyed horse in a cage. I don't care. They don't understand that like I am dying for the sadness the horse is feeling because yes. that's what it's like to be an empath. Right. So, I just, I have to say this too. You just, something clicked for me so big right now. Um, when I watch, I love watching Lifetime movies, but sure. I fast forward every time and it doesn't fail every time at the end of the movie, towards the end, there's like a fight scene or something like a physical sure. fight. I can't watch it. Yeah. I will always fast yeah. forward. The, I can't watch any physical fights on TV at all. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, or in movies or whatever it is, but that's always bothered me. I couldn't really figure out why. I know I'm an empath, but I didn't realize, yes, I'm affected by that. Of course. And, yeah, okay. And, li and Lifetime is a little screwy, right? Because it's supposed to be television for women, but it's basically movies where women are getting like raped, beat up, and locked, locked in basements, sucked into cults, betrayed, cheated on. Is that women want to watch other women get tortured? It's a strange thing to me. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> well, okay, so moving on. Thanks for that lesson. I didn't, I didn't mean to judge. I'm not judging. I'm just not, I'm judging lifetime a little bit. I'm not judging. Yeah, no, I feel that way too. Yeah. Yeah, you're an empath too, Kim. Yes, extremely, extremely. Yeah. But yeah, not to bash lifetime, but like just especially during these times, the, the latest previews have been like these weird horror movie women being tortured and weird. Yeah. And I'm like, Really? Yeah. Do you think at this time, I think we would have more uplifting, empowering yeah. things? But anyway, we'll shut up. We don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> well, you have to go to Hallmark for that. The Hallmark yeah. channel. Exactly. Okay. Hallmark channel, right? That's, okay. that's television for Christian women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a little gentler. Yeah. Okay. They, don't, they only have one kiss in, the, in those movies. Exactly. Sl slightly less rape. Yes, exactly. <laughs> only one cult. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So let's segue. We would love to ha ask you to uh, do a little mini reading for Kim and I. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, are yes. you nervous about that? I think you make all your guests do that, don't you? No. No. We've we only had a few. 
they a lot of people don't feel comfortable doing it. So for yeah. you to say yes, it's a big deal for us. Right. And I okay. do readings. I do. I'm a medium, so I do readings for other people, and I it's such a thrill for me to get a reading. Right, and I do readings as well, so it's the same thing. I like to get it a reading too. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, all right. So, um, so Eden, I'll do yours first. Is that okay? Yes. Okay, so um, you are you're in kind of a transitionary period right now. You're in a place between what what you've worked to be and where you really want to be, huh? And I feel like this time during the the quarantine where we've all had to kind of sit and figure out this has been a time for you of figuring out what you really want and what you don't want in your life and it's yeah. kind of helped you to sort out the stages towards that next phase in your life that next elevation not even not even only towards career but also towards your own personal happiness and um and you're a little restless for it to begin <laughs> there's a, there's a restlessness in you that I can feel oh, that yeah. you're like this, like you, well, come on, come on, let's, let's go. Like you're, yep. you're waiting for all this quarantine to be over. So you can really come out of the gate and move yeah. towards the next thing that you want. That's about right. And it's, um, you're a person who you want everything kind of to happen tomorrow. So <laughs> it's, it's, you're, can be very impatient with, having to wait for spirit, even though you know that's how it works, spirit brings it to you when it's time. Yeah. The wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. It's still, it's still something that you've had to, you've had to really um, learn to be good at as you've gotten older. Because yeah. your, your go-to is to be very much an overachiever and very much want everything right away. And also for you, sweetheart, there's been a lesson in in your life of, of having to reconcile inside of you that just because you put something out, it doesn't mean that same thing comes back. That just because you do the work in a friendship, you do the work in a career, you, you come to the table in a project, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get back what you put in. And that's been a hard thing for you. And yeah. that is something just in the last couple of years that you've reconciled with yourself that, that you just kind of have to throw it out there. And if it doesn't come back, then you know, let go and let God as the Christians say, and, yeah. um, and be okay with that because it's, um, it's, you know, there is a balance to the universe, but you have to see it. It doesn't come the way you think sometimes. Right. Okay. Thank and you. It, that you that makes perfect sense. And yeah, and, many and, relationships and, um, having to realize that I can't expect others to give me what I need. I have to give myself what I need. Yes. Yeah. And, and that, kind of frees them up from have feeling pressure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah things with career and yeah, I'm just waiting, but I'm trying. We've been, I've been more patient, but it's stuff projects that Kim and I have together that we're, we're trying to, trying to make happen, but we need to be patient. Yeah. And more than anything, sweetheart, it frees you up because when you kind of lock into the flow of the balance of the universe, and stop worrying about the when is this going to happen and the how is this going to happen. It, it frees your brain up from a lot of monkey brain chattering that goes on up here. Yeah. And I think it's really been a time the last couple few years that you've started to work yourself out of always feeling that frustration and the eagerness and the angst of why is this happening? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And yeah. it's helping me to ascend, I think. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 
And that's where I know we ascend when we live in the isness, when we're in the isness and we're not at war with ourselves, that's when it makes it much easier for spirit to give us that ascension and that uplift. Yes. Okay. I'm happy for that validation. Thank you. My pleasure. It's all going to get good. It's, you know, this, this world is changing right out from under us as we're seeing every day on the news. And um, you're going to find that the work you've done in the last few years is really going to benefit where we're all going as a, as a, as a species. So you've done good work. Thank you. You bet. (laughs) Okay. Needed to hear that. I've been working hard. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Got to let it go, man. Let go. Let God. Yes. Thank you. I used to fight saying any kind of Christian expression because I grew up in Orange County where it was really Christian. And I was like, I was the metaphysical girl that only said the universe. But, you know, it's all the same thing. (laughs) You know, we're so much, we're we're a lot of like, because same for me, I'm Jewish. But um, I, for some reason, we grew up that you don't really pray and don't talk about Jesus and that kind of thing. And um, so I always associated God with Christianity until recently. And I've been using the same term because I, it's a spiritual thing. It's not religious. So yeah. So I've been using that same thing, let go and let God. And that's part of the lesson for me. But isn't the word God, isn't that a big thing, big thing for Jewish folks? That's very old Um, Testament, isn't it? Yeah. I I don't know much about my religion. Oh, I can't even say because I'm more spiritual, but I just know that they didn't talk about, it just seemed like it was a, it was wrong to bring yeah. those, those names up. Yeah. And I think I associated words like God and Jesus and Christianity with oppression. But now that I'm pastored at a church that was founded by folks who got kicked out of the Christian church for being gay, and it became a place where it was all welcome. And that combined, what my mama called a y'all come church, that combined with my mother's belief in the teachings of Christ, but not what some people had done with it. I think I've sort of in the last couple of years recaptured my Christianity, but in a much different way. Because I think of Jesus as like um, the world's most groovy metaphysician. Mm-hmm. Like nice. Just a really, a really cool new age Jewish guy. That's what I think <laughs> of Jesus as. Not as like what he's been portrayed as, which is this, the hater and the condemner. And I right. think that yeah. if we look, I mean, kind of like a like Jewish Buddha, you know? And, right. Uh, my mom even believed that, that maybe there was a chance that Christ and Buddha were the same, that she believed in the Christ spirit and how the Christ spirit would go into different human beings throughout time as it was needed. And wow. um, so, you know, who knows? But yeah, I recaptured some of that. And I, I kind of have done it as a way to sort of say to Jesus, like, namaste, my friend, you said some good stuff and not fight it because of what people have done with it. Right. I get that. Okay. Thank you. You, know, you bet. My pleasure. <laughs> um, All right. I know you got to you got to do the reading for Kim, but I keep getting a message that I'm supposed to say to you. So I'm just okay. going to give you Please. one in return. Um, it's about blue, your bird. Okay. And I'm um, I'm hearing that your mom is coming through to you with through blue. Oh, I bet. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, and and the kind of love that you're feeling from blue, like it's like you are. Blue is showing you how special you are of a person because he doesn't treat everybody this way. No. Okay. No, he that's does not at all. No. Okay. Yeah. So that's your mom showing you who you are to her still. I bet. I bet. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. After she died, she came through all the time as hummingbirds. 
because she loved hummingbirds. My okay. mama was so tied to hummingbirds. She would sit in her easy chair watching TV and hummingbirds would gather in clusters and hang outside the screen door next to her. And I would call her and say, what are you doing, mama? She's like, just hanging with my birds. So oh. after she died, I started seeing hummingbirds everywhere. And my studio at LA Talk Radio is on the fourth floor. And guests would be like, I've never seen a hummingbird up this high. And there would be a hummingbird and it would just hover next to the window where I was. And once I was cleaning out her house and I walked into the locked house all the way upstairs to the back bathroom that was mine when I grew up there, opened the closed bathroom door and a hummingbird was sitting on one of the vanity lights. Oh my gosh. And it wouldn't leave. I couldn't get rid of it. I had to like cut out the screen and pin it back and leave to get the bird to leave because the bird wouldn't leave. So coming in as a bird, that's my mom's jam. Plus birds are all trans mediums, right? They carry messages. They'll step right out and let a spirit step in. Wow. So I appreciate that. Yeah, the bird's slightly obsessed with me. And he's not even my bird. He's my girlfriend's bird. (laughs) I've only known him for like a couple months, three months. (laughs) But now he follows me everywhere and they have to literally lock him in the cage sometimes to get him to stop. Otherwise, he'd be here right now screaming, hey, baby, what doing? And Uh, I'm on your podcast. (laughs) That's how he is. So he's the best. Okay. So Kim, my friend, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? I'm good. So you, this has really been the last 10 years or so has really been a huge growth spurt for you. And you really finding your voice and you really feeling like, like, like sometimes in the past, it's almost like you felt like people weren't listening when you spoke, that they were looking at you, but they weren't listening to you. And this has really been a time, and I think through this show and through many other things in your life, of you really finding your voice and really believing that people see past the outside of you and into the inside of you and realize what's going on in your heart, what's going on in your brain, what's going on spiritually with you, or I like to say here, and are are really connecting with you as a spiritual being. And I think that also that this is a time where you spent so much time helping others. You're a person who's always helping others, right? Anything you can do to help somebody else. And I think you've learned in the last few years, as you've gone through your growth spurt, this, this time, like Eden's gone through, you're learning that it's okay also to let others help you. Mm-hmm. That maybe you weren't as great at receiving as you were at giving. Right. And that, that's, um, and that, that, that there was a fear that if you stopped giving and started receiving, people would be, be like crickets and nobody would give you anything. And I think this has been a time for you also to realize, in addition to letting people really come in and see you, to let people give back to you, to let people help you, that you don't have to be the one that holds the whole world on your shoulders, that you're allowed to let others come in and help you. Because, um, man, if you had your way, you would fix everybody's everything. And that's wonderful. And that's the most sometimes with people who work in the light, right? And with empaths, the most beautiful thing about you, the thing about you that benefits the world so much can be a thing that's detrimental to you. But the most beautiful thing about you is that you feel everybody's stuff and you would do anything for anybody, but it hasn't served you the best as it should because you haven't taken enough time to let others give back to you. And sometimes you wind up you know, not, not receiving as much as you give. And it's supposed to be an equal balance of giving and receiving. 
Mm-hmm. So this has been a time where you've really realized, like, I'm going to let some people take care of me and I'm going right. to, I'm going to let things, I'm going to let somebody do something nice for me. And I'm going to, I'm going to let somebody else can sort of, you know, Eden can sometimes run the show and I don't have to do anything. So that it isn't <laughs> always you having to hold up the responsibility for everything in your life. And I think that's really important, sweetie. And also, like I said, sometimes when we're light workers, we're very busy telling other people how to fix their lives. Sometimes that's because we don't really want people to look inside of us and see things in us that maybe we haven't fixed yet. And I see, Kim, that you're becoming so much more open to that, to becoming much more of an open book in your own life and kind of letting people just root around in there and see what they see. Yeah. And, um, and not, you know, and, and, and you're, you're becoming healed through that. You know? Right. I see and that. And I, I have said that now for the whole year we've done this podcast that the podcast is what really catapulted that last 20% of me that needed to come out and own it and be me and um and yeah different different um uh I don't know what you would call it just different challenges I've had over the last few years have forced me to have other people help me so it's been yes it's been it's been good um and it's taught me to allow that now so yes. you're right. You're totally exactly right on. So, so important, sweetie. And that's your thing about spirit, right? If you don't make the choice for yourself, sometimes spirit fixes your life. So you have to make that choice. Right. Yep. So you had to accept the help and it feels good, right? Because when you're always helping and you're never accepting help, you, there's a part of you that feels like you're very much alone. Yeah. And, and you don't, it's not good. So it's good. And you're going to continue to even do more of that and open up more of yourself and reveal more of yourself. And it's, it's going to be really good for you. This is a very transitionary time for both of you. It's nice that you're growing together. Yeah. We appreciate each other. Thank you. Yeah. That was really, really right on. My pleasure, um, sweetheart. So we want to know more about your new web series. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, um, so I do this new web series with my soulmate and it's called the soulmate experience. It's at your soulmate experience.com. Um, so I talk about what I was saying about a light worker who just gives, right? I, after a series of really not great relationships, I at 46 years old decided that it was not my path to be in love. I had never been in love that my, my mother was probably my soulmate here and maybe only get one. And, um, that I was going to just live the rest of my life, helping people and loving my friends and loving my pets and, and, and being a minister and a psychic and helping people. And I was never going to be in love. And then I took a, almost a seven year break from dating a little bit here and there, but it literally it would start. I would go, this is freaky. And I would get away, which is probably what everybody should do. And then I was driving from my house in the Valley to my house at the beach. And I literally said to spirit, I'm so happy. I love my radio job. I love my spiritual practice. I love my homes. I, I love uh, my friends and I'm, I love my cat and I have the best life imaginable and there's nothing else in the world I need. And that night I went to a party that a client had invited me to. I didn't want to go to, I was so tired. I'd been up all day starting in the morning. I sang at my church and then I'd been at the beach and I had dinner with my best friend. And I mean, it would really, I literally stopped by for five minutes to just say hello and leave. And this person came and sat down next to me that I felt like I had known my whole life. And I felt bad in the beginning because I thought, I don't know her name and I know I know her. 
And, uh, and there it was, there was my twin flame. And I was wrong about love. I was wrong about me. I was wrong about that it was never going to happen for me. And so um, her story is kind of very similar to mine, except she didn't take a break. She very much was spiritually actively trying to call her soulmate in. And um, it kind of instantly became the love of our lives. And um, I'm uh, 50, I just turned 53. She's going to be 55 at the end of this month. So we're kind of like old ladies in love for the first time. <laughs> and um, it's like everything that I ever dreamed about and thought I would never have. My life is literally full of hearts and flowers and balloons oh. and cards. And she is the smartest, um, most spiritual, most romantic, most um, amazing, very beach centric. She grew up one town over from me. We went to the same college like a million times. We should have seen each other. <laughs> and didn't and um you know everything about me is okay with her and everything about her is okay with me i always wanted kids and she has three amazing kids two of them live here with her kind of with us because i hide out here during the coronavirus right and um you know she's a therapist and i'm a psychic so the more we started talking about how we basically do the same thing from two different sides um she's very intuitive and I grew up a child of therapists and psychologists. So we both have different, she grew up very Christian with a very spiritual background. Uh, we decided we were going to do this thing and, and help other people to find love the way we found love. So um, we came up with this idea for a show called The Soulmate Experience. It's not just about finding your twin flame or your romantic soulmate. It's also about identifying the soulmates in your life because we all have many soulmates that travel with us, our spirit family, our spirit tribe. And it's been an amazing experience. She has not been on camera and she grew up an actor when she was young, but she hasn't been on camera in forever. So it's a new thing for her. And I'm just used to turning the camera on whenever I need to. But it's a beautiful thing to want to work alongside someone that you are so spiritually connected to and to, to find ways to help the world, which is kind of both of us. We're both healers and that's been our mission the whole time. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's, it's crazy fun and it's... Um, it's fun to, to make something wonderful with somebody you love so much. So I'm thrilled. That's special. That's so yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Very serendipitous that that all happened. So yeah, how can people find that show? We're at yoursoulmateexperience.com. Okay. And is it on like once a week? Yeah, we try to do it every Friday night. It just depends on what's going on in our lives. We try to do one every Friday night. And if we don't, we usually do a check-in where we just hang out for a little while and do a short one. We did one with Blue once because everyone wanted to see Blue. And so Blue is actually her bird. So I've only known Blue for a little while, but I feel like her animals are mine. I, her kids are mine. Like we just really, it's just an amazingly, you know, we, so many of my clients, because probably with you both as well, right? I would say 85% of my practice is people with love issues. And, and it was interesting. They all came to the girl who'd never been in love, but I guess I'm really good counseling other people about their lives. And, um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be so hard, but so many people are trying to make it work with the person who's not right. It's like yeah. trying to put a round hole in a square peg. And mm -hmm. um, it's, it's more, you have to find a person that your soul just floats with, not pick somebody out because you like their look or you think they have money or you think they're, and try to force a relationship there. And then wonder why it's not that soulmate experience. 
And it's, um, you know, sometimes it's getting involved with somebody like we're from two very different backgrounds. We're from, we have two very different lives. And, but what connects us is that spiritual connection. And that's what makes everything so beautiful. And, you know, yesterday was our three month anniversary. I know it seems like our, our, we always say in this incarnation, it's our three month anniversary because it's like three months plus, you know, 20,000 lives. Right. But, and we even like, we have the same, the same past life memories. And now we understand why we have them because they're, they're us together. It's such an interesting thing. I mean, someday there'll be a book or 10 books or I I don't know, because it's, (laughs) It's, but the most beautiful thing is never give up on love. That's really the theme of our show is that it, it will happen for you. We, our tagline is soulmates are real, find yours. And uh-huh. it's true because I think people think it's not going to happen for them and it, and it could. Right. Absolutely. Right, you know? So um, I don't know if you have any other questions, Eden, but I wanted to make sure that we have her say how to find her podcast and any, anything about the events you regularly do. You do sure. so many things. Yeah. I do. I, I teach twice a year in Dallas at the Miracles of Joy Metaphysical Center. I'm supposed to be there in June, but you know, with the COVID, who knows? Um, <laughs> I teach every month at the Newmont Center in Agora, and I do special psychic events there too. That's kind of my home in Los Angeles. Um, I love it there. And I do four shows for LA Talk Radio my daily sheet of metal experience. My uh, haunted playground is my spiritual paranormal. I do a show called raising the vibration. When my mama died, I founded a nonprofit movement of peace, love, kindness, and unity to honor her teachings and carry on her word. And that's at raising the And I do a show for that. And I do a music show because I started out in the music industry um, called music highway. And then um, my spiritual practice is at I am raising your vibration.com and my monthly interfaith service I'm a staff pastor at the Founders Metropolitan Community Church in Hollywood. Um, Saturday Night Spiritual is my monthly service. And um, I teach all the time. I teach a webinar every month. And you can find out everything really by going to uh, Sheena at IamRaisingYourVibration.com or you can text me 818-437-0886. I have two phones. This is the other one. So I keep one completely on all the time and, and anybody can text me there, especially now, right? Because during this quarantine, People are scared. They're freaked out. They have anxiety and they need need to know someone is there to text them back and say, it's okay. We're all going to be okay. And I'm here if you need me. I'm I'm down here at the beach with the love of my life and our great kids and great animals. Other people are alone, you know? So yeah, there's a lot, a lot. I I did a research and it looks like about 60% of people are alone. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. a lot. You're right. So we all need connection. Well, it's, yeah. it is so inspiring how much you do to raise mm-hmm. the vibration. Uh, you are just like powerhouse. Thank you. So, so we, we're really grateful that you came on the show and that we finally I'm got thrilled. to connect. And thank you, Prabhat, for connecting Thank us you, Prabhat. Right? Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. It took a, it took a, a little bit of uh, time to get this to work, the Zoom call. That's but at, at one point, we're like, is it not meant to happen? But I'm glad it finally worked out and yes. it did. Yeah, our yeah. audience is going to love you. I'm so yeah, glad, my so friend. Thank, thank you, you for being having. here. You bet. It's my pleasure. Okay. Thank you. thank you. Take care. You too. Thank you, girls. Okay. And now we're going to have a word from our sponsor. Hi. So I'm here with a new sponsor, and her name is Missy Fowler. 
Missy is an intuitive inner awareness guide and an emotion code practitioner. She is a previous guest from our podcast, and she's here today to share with us something very special that she has to offer to our audience. Hi, Missy. Hello, everyone. Eden and Kim, thank you for having me here. I am so grateful for this opportunity to be here and to be of service, however that might be. So today, I would just love to offer my time. During these times of uncertainty, we're all going through our own unique experiences. Lots of feelings and emotions are going through us inside us. Through conversation, we're able to connect and check in and see what they're all connected to. So today, what I'd love to do is just offer an exclusive free 15-minute session for all your loyal talk, purpose, and truth listeners. What this will entail is just having a conversation to go within to find the answers that you have within you, to get to the root of whatever it is that you are harboring inside, and just help you to release them. Wow, that sounds great. What an amazing offer. I hope all of our audience members will take advantage of this. Missy, tell us how can they find you? Okay, for, there's two ways you can find me. You can find me on Facebook at Missy, M-I-S-S-Y, Fowler, F as in Frank, O-W-L-E-R. In the abbreviation, my maiden name is Floria. That's how you'll know it's me. And then you can text or call me at 661-513-4440. I'm so looking forward to chatting with you all. Thank you so much. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.